Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, One Fake Underwater Scene at a Time. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Raiden from the Anglophies podcast. Hello. Hello. <laughs> God, it looks so fake. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, we'll talk about it. Today we're talking about Minute 47, which starts... Uh, which starts with a continued look at Sam and Frodo begins walking towards the edge of a pool and ends with Frodo getting pulled out of the water because he's a dummy and fell in. I have so many questions. I, uh, I have I several. Do too. Yes. I have several questions as well. Uh, the first thing that I want to say is, yes, this underwater stuff still doesn't look great, but because no. it's more close up, it does look better than the faraway shot of Sam drowning because uh, that looked... That does not look good. I, it, I I never thought it looked pretty. Well, I think I think for this discussion, I'm going to play devil's advocate, uh, but go on. Uh, I do think it looks better than the Sam drowning stuff. Mm-hmm. Given what the scene is, I do think it works better than the drive for what they did with Sam. Because it's like slightly ethereal and like there's an yeah. obvious ethereal element to this scene. So it. It looks okay for Frodo to be playing against, like, the stuff that is, like, ghostly and floating when he's, like, floating, but not necessarily in a waterway. It looks more appropriate, even though it still doesn't look great. (laughs) Yeah, when I first saw Fellowship and we got the extended edition and Sean Astin was like, yes, that was dry for wet. And I was like, oh, that's why that looks weird. And now I can't unsee it. <laughs> that's that's why it doesn't look right. That's why it doesn't look convincing. Right. Yeah, it, right. it really doesn't. And in the the season finale of the third season finale of Outlander, they had uh, underwater. We're we're not going to drown, but we're going to make you think that people are going to drown. Scene, and they actually filmed that underwater. And I was like, see, that looks like they're underwater. <laughs> just saying pete I'm just saying right you can you can really tell the difference when they actually are underwater mm-hmm. i don't know like i guess it's passable on close-ups it's passable well okay so let's talk about things that aren't the dry for wet okay because i feel like we'll be spending most of so, our time on that so frodo is like zoned out and is just approaching the edge of this pool. Yes. This is the well, not the first, but like one of many of Frodo's like questionable decisions throughout this entire movie. Right. I mean, he's he's drawn to it for some reason. Mm-hmm. For reasons. Uh, for reasons. He's just like drawn to this this body in the pool, which this is the only stuntman laying underwater in this scene. That is an actual person. Oh, wow. That one is not a dummy. That's a person in a I mean, suit look, laying he, under the water. He might be a dummy. We don't know him, but he's not like <laughs> like that. That elf is a real stunt man. Okay, so it's supposed to be an elf. Well, that's the armor he's wearing. That's an elf. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's elven armor. Okay, yeah, that's it's elven too classy armor, looking like... for orc armor. Right. Yeah. Right. They say there's orcs, but we never see an orc body, which I think is a shame. 
I don't want to see that. They said, like, Gollum mentions that there are orcses here, too. <laughs> but we don't see any. And I feel like if the line is there, we should at least see one. Right. It's kind of the way I've always felt about the bodies we see in the water. Mm. Like, you tell us there's orcs, but you don't show us there's orcs. So why did you bother to tell us there are orcs? That there are orcs here. So he approaches this this elven body in the pool. Frodo does. And he's just so, like, zoned out staring at it. Which, I mean, like, when you see something like this in real life, there really are only two reactions you have. You either stay as far the hell away from it as you reasonably can, or, like, that morbid curiosity. <laughs> or that, like, morbid curiosity that people have just kind of, that some people have just kind of takes over, and you're like, what, what the hell am I looking at? You just, like, you, rubberneck a dead corpse? People do that. Like, people rubberneck mm-hmm. accidents. Like, Ugh. People are like, there's a, there's a specific, there's a really specific psychological term for this. And I can't remember what it is, but for that morbid curiosity that people show in the face of death. Mm. Uh, And it's what like some psychologists think explains like the, the tradition of like wakes and the like, it's like, like open casket, open casket murals. Like human, human beings are like more interested in their dead than other creatures seem to be. What about cats? I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's why cats are associated with death, because cats just stare at dead bodies. Okay. Um, and sleeping faces, and cats creep people out, so people associate with them, the de- them with the dead. So he walks up to this thing, and then Elijah Wood does something that is so hard to do, and not look like you're gonna, like, try to catch yourself, which is fall forward. Yeah. And not extend your arms at all. He just goes for it. There's discrepancy here between Sean Astin and Elijah Wood's description of this pool and Barry Osborne's description of this pool, because he says this is a four-foot-deep pool that they had Elijah fall into. And Sean and Elijah are, and, and Andy are like, this is like a foot and a half deep. Like, Frodo was, Elijah was a brave man to do this. Yeah, it's dangerous. Like, he could have just whacked the concrete at the bottom of the, the parking lot here. But it is, it is really hard to fall forward like that and not go to catch yourself. Yeah. And he didn't fall into the pool with the stunt guy. Like, he wasn't there in the pool that he fell into. The stunt guy just catches Mm -hmm. him lovingly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wraps his arms around him. You're safe here. (laughs) The careless whisper starts playing. (laughs) I'd read that fic. (laughs) Gandalf's nodding his head. What? Uh, I draw the line at Gandalf just groove into the saxophone solo. Um, I... I like the eye, quote-unquote, jump scare thing. Right. When he opens his eyes. It's really creepy. Yeah, they just digitally painted his eyes white. Mm. Uh, originally, they were going to leave his eyes as they were. Like, just open them and have, like, real eyes just staring up at Frodo. Oh, that's creepier. Right? <laughs> um, but I guess it was, it was Philippa's idea to just paint them out white, which is what they went Because they would be filmy. It's like a 3,000-year-old corpse. Right. I mean, he wouldn't really have eyes, probably, at that point. Okay. So... This underwater nonsense. If we go with... Because the last time we talked about the dry for wet stuff, we had um, the Jurowskis on. And Andrew made a case for... I really like this because it's supposed to be like dreamlike. Like it's like baptism imagery. It's it's kind of like Sam's quest and all of this other stuff. And if you, if you consider this scene in a similar sort of way like with the same kind of symbolism like messed up symbolism john howe talks about that a little bit in the commentary okay cool 
Although it, it matters a little more for um, the fact that it's Gollum pulling Frodo out. Instead of Sam. Instead of Sam. Yeah. But John Howe kind of mentions how he views this as uh, Frodo's death and rebirth, like in the hero's journey sense. Okay. Like this moment is like Frodo's death and rebirth is like the innocent hobbit dies and the cynical hobbit is born. Mm. And then that's, that's what, so sad. and that's what carries Frodo and like gives it hurts him, but it's also part of what gives him the strength to finish the journey. Is that all of his optimism is gone? And that like, he just has to do this because there's nothing else left to do that could possibly be good in this world other than to do this. But he sees all this horrible stuff right? and all these horrible things that he could become. And it's like, the cynicism nearly kills Frodo. Mm-hmm. But that's why that's why Sam's important. But that's why Sam is there. Yeah. But like, unlike Sam, who's like, Sam's like death and rebirth just like cements his optimism and his like looking forward. Like Frodo after this moment becomes kind of a shell of his former self. Mm-hmm. All right. So my sister has a half-baked theory. Okay. That... And she's going to be mad at me for explaining this as a half-baked theory, but I told her <laughs> that, because she does listen to you guys. Oh, hi, Raiden and sister. Hello. She, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be mad at me for explaining this as a half-baked theory, but I gave her a due date to have the paper in my email inbox, and she did not do it. <laughs> so her half- out. Is your five-paragraph essay explaining your position. <laughs> I, I expected a bibliography and proper citations and everything and she said it's gonna be mla and i was like that's fine so i won't accept it unless it's chicago format <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's it's it goes back to something a, a theory that cassandra doesn't like that frodo and smeagol are relate distantly related okay but she says I have a theory regarding how Frodo and Smeagol are related and the knowledge being passed down between generations. And no, it could not wait for a more reasonable time. She sent this to me at like 6.30 in the morning. One morning. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Minute 12 discussion where Cassandra doesn't want them to be related in the memory of the story of Smeagol and Deagle. What if the finding of the ring slash murder of Deagle is why the hobbits are generally uncomfortable with water? People who go on, to th- on the river get murdered so you don't go the river. And the murder part falls off because hobbits seem more concerned with remembering pleasant things and wouldn't pass the whole story down. Mm. That makes and sense. Yeah. I mean, but Merry and Pippin like grew up next to the river, so they are more comfortable with the river than like Frodo and Sam. Well, yeah. fr- I mean, Frodo yeah. Frodo grew up in the same area, but like he his parents drowned, so right. that would make sense why he didn't like the water as much. Right, and like. That's another thing that might cause Frodo to, like, approach this body instead of run away is, like, because he's he is aware of, like, an intimate death that happened in the water, but there's part of him that's, like, has to see what a body in the water looks like. Cause that's maybe, messed up. Because maybe he didn't see his parents and it, like, triggers something in him that's just, like, what was it like when my parents died? Like, it's really so... morbid, yeah. Frodo needs some therapy. Right? <laughs> right. Get this boy in a therapist office stat. But like you know what I mean? Like there's just something about this to Frodo that he's just he he's curious in a way that like, you know, he can't really process. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. 
I don't, I don't like concede my position, but I, I can see that. <laughs> I, I, I will, I will absolutely agree that Frodo appro- approaching the edge of this water was stupid. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. vastly, vastly stupid. Right after Gollum was just like, "Stay away! Don't, don't do that from the bodies. Do you don't go near follow, them. Don't follow the lights." And uh, Peter, Peter Jackson says. That part of what they were trying to communicate with Gollum's dialogue here is that Gollum already fell in the water the first time he came through here. Oh, no. So he no. knows firsthand what it's like down there, which is why he's so, like, in why he's so intense about threatening it. about how he describes this. He's just like, you stay away from the water. Like, you don't don't follow the lights, but we can't see any lights from up above. There's just the fire mm-hmm. in the swamp. So it's just like, what is Gollum talking about? He's describing I something. I assumed that it was the fire. Right. Yeah, but don't. You wouldn't really describe fire you. as lights. Well, he because he, he says candles. Light little candles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way he's talking about it is in a, is like. It's like Will of the Wisps. Right. Yeah. It's like more specific. Like if you were talking about the fire, you would like specifically mention out like stay away from the fire. That's that's a very specific warning you would give somebody. Does Gollum, being a cave dwelling creature, know the difference between light and fire? <laughs> While the orcs in the Misty Mountains light <laughs> fires to cook their food. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> As we see in Goblin Town, there are fires everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in the Hobbit movie. My big issue with this underwater thing is not even the dry for wet, even though it's like not good. Is that um, how trippy the ghouls are? Why didn't they just use the same effect as the, um, like, the ring wraiths? Like, having guys, like, do, like, filming it, like, the inverse camera. I, you know, I don't really know, but, um, Peter Jackson also says in the commentary here, and it's not something that I would really consider, and it's not how I feel about the scene in general, but they're trying to convey that maybe these ghouls aren't real, it's some hallucination of Frodo. Okay. Which I don't necessarily agree with. And it and it doesn't come across that way to me at all. Yeah. They're more like the Barrow Whites, which we don't see in the movie right. adaptation. Right. And some of the lines uh, that Gollum has this week are from a poem from the Barrow Downs in the book. So, like, there's that little bit of connection, too. There's your uh, Tom Bombadil right now. Right. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's another connection to, like, these being... These are definitely more similar to, like, the Barrow Whites than the Okay. Whites. So they're, like, ghouly ghosties. These are ghosts. Like, like they're, these, these undead are little... hell creatures. These are literal ghosts, not vampires. Skeletons on dragons. Like, <laughs> the Ringwraiths are, like, more akin to vampires than they are ghosts. Mm-ish. They're, like, this this undead thing barely surviving on the essence of the creatures or an object around them. Yeah. Where the barrel whites or like But they these. don't like feed on living creatures. They just feed off the power of the ring. Yeah. Okay. But like they're more akin to like something like a vampire as opposed to like a ghost or a zombie. Yeah. Because they certainly have more of their intelligence in there. I think the um, the hallucination aspect goes along with uh, the like messed up baptism imagery. Right. Because like if you look back at when Sam fell in the water and he was like... 50 feet deep or some nonsense like there's yeah, no way that Frodo could have yeah and there's this one shaft of light crossing his body mm-hmm. like so maybe like hobbits in water are just just wigs them out yeah they just they can't deal they hit water and then they just start tripping out <laughs> their body just immediately goes into shock oh poor thing just i just i just don't know why he just 
falls face first in the water. He's hypnotized. The the spirit of this dead elf just like pulls him in. It's what Gollum warned him about. Yeah. Don't follow the lights. Also, light little candles of your own. When we see that body and we see this whole body, he's not holding a light. There's no light on this body, mm-hmm. which again implies to me like from the way that Gollum talks about it, he already fell in the water. Mm. And he managed to get away because Gollum is made of sterner stuff than Frodo. Right. Because we see some of that underwater. Yeah. Because these these things, are there's lights around them. There's, yeah. They're lit up, these ghouls. Which, like, if Gollum already fell and saw these things, then, like, they wouldn't be Frodo's hallucination. Like, there's, there's, they're a shared thing. Right. It also, like, is just another... Unless they're related and it's genetic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, it's, all, it's also another narrative connection between... Frodo and Gollum, like if Gollum has also right. already seen these. Right, and then Gollum's the one that picks him out. And Gollum's the one who picks him out because he knows what Frodo's looking at. Yeah. Uh, I guess they when they originally shot this, they originally shot uh, Sam pulling Frodo out of the water here. And then I they like, decided to change it. I like the cyclical nature of that, but I think thematically it's better that Gollum rescues it, Frodo. It's more punch that it's Gollum. Like, it, it has more impact because, of course, Sam's going to rescue Frodo. Right. Well, a life for a life. Like, Frodo saved Gollum's life, so now Gollum is... Right. Gollum's... Or it, not obligated, but, like, bound. Right. And it, like... It it intertwines them more. Yeah. In a, in a really direct way, because it's like, Frodo spared Gollum's life and convinced Sam not to kill him, and then Gollum saves Frodo, but now they're linked not just by the ring, but by the actions of their person. Mm-hmm. They showed each other compassion. Right. Do you think that if it was, like... Gollum, not like Smeagol. If Gollum would have, would Gollum have let him drown? I actually think that uh, in the Dead Marshes, Gollum is the one in control. Okay. His voice is a little more raspy. He's a little more threatening. He's much tenser than when we see him as Smeagol. Mm. He's moving. He's moving a lot slower and more methodical, which I think is indicative of Gollum, not Smeagol. So I think it is Gollum that pulls Frodo from the water because, as twisted and like vile of a creature as the Gollum side of the Gollum side is, Yeah, it does recognize that it's only alive because of Frodo. Now, is he rescuing Frodo or is he rescuing the ring, though? I think it's... I think we're supposed to question that. Okay. But I definitely think that this is Gollum that pulls Frodo from the water. Okay. Legit. Because Gollum Gollum probably does feel bound to the promise that Smeagol made in some way. Mm. And he probably also realizes that if he lets Frodo die, that Sam's just going to kill him. Yeah. Well, he can push Sam in the water. That, it's true. He would probably easily get rid of Sam here. <laughs> Based on their wrestling match mm-hmm. earlier, Sam is no match for Gollum. <laughs> Not even close. Okay. Legit. But yeah, I, I've always gotten the sense that it is it is Gollum leading them through the Dead Marshes. Because of the two of them, Gollum is the more... More like, prepared to deal with it. More prepared to deal with this. Gollum exists... For the trauma that Smeagol doesn't want to deal with. So Gollum pulling Frodo out of the water signifies Frodo's, like, quote-unquote, Gollum side kind of taking over. And yeah, a little bit. Like, getting him through the trauma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. Symbolism. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Noticing these these symbols and narrative threads. Mm-hmm. It's what we do here on Lord of the Rings Minute. Uh, so I... I don't know. I just had a lot of questions about Frodo. But, uh... Right? Being really stupid. Frodo <laughs> yeah. does a lot of stupid things. Hobbits do a lot of stupid things. But uh, I think that I think that covers this minute pretty well. Thanks for joining us, Raiden. Yeah. If you're interested in some other dueling genre podcasts, you can check out The Doctor's Companion. 
uh, also hosted by Cassandra. There's also Geek by Night and Immunities, are two audio dramas. Yeah, Immunities is uh, supposed to be coming back pretty soon for season two. It's so. super spooky. The, the, it is uh, super spooky. The, the promo just gives me chills just listening to it, like, every time. <laughs> uh, and also on the site is uh, the ongoing process of Countdown to Infinity. The ongoing process. Reviewing the... <laughs> Reviewing all of the all the Marvel movies in the lead up to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone has a great Tuesday, and the three of us will be back tomorrow. Spoilers. Bye. Bye.